Welcome to the Brovercast. Um, do you care if I? Yeah, dude, go, go ahead. Here. Yeah, well, the first Welcome. episode went so well. Let's just go ahead and get you baked out of your mind so you just sit there in quiet and panic. <laughs> so the, he's right. Uh, he's right. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to smoke a little bit Sorry, after though? Yeah, spicy. I'll smoke. I'll smoke with you after. Feeling no, he, spicy. He's right though. No, do yeah. it, dude. I want no. you. No, you're not funny unless you're high. <laughs> That's not true. I thought I, I was really. I, I laugh at you all the time when you're so. <laughs> I thought I was really it's that witty. beard, bruh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, so today, um, our last podcast that we or our last podcast episode was the uh, um, the white beat up club. The um whatever we're calling it and we the white re- club we record we recorded that episode on Memorial Day. Come on, that's got to. Be. And today, come on, what, what did the white club? The white, white yeah, club. Brad Pitt. I love that Brad movie. Pitt and Ed Norton. The white club. White club. That movie anyway, was awesome. So anyway, um, so we haven't done a, mu- a movie review in quite some time, and I'm very excited specifically about this one because uh not only i feel like this is the perfect amount of uh blue one teal one I, well this is the intro i oh, yeah. feel like this is the perfect amount of uh thought for a brover movie meets movie that is brover appropriate i agree yeah yeah The unbearable weight of massive talent. What a fucking title for a movie. Nicolas Cage. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. You guys ready for this? So so here's here's this is beautiful. So I did this I did the thing that I've been doing with Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So the scores are identical, eighty seven percent for both audience and Really? Yeah, it's up. Wow, there. That's, that's so. I just I, I love the description of the movie because okay, all right, yeah, yeah. This was written. I don't know, maybe by an AI. I don't know. Nicholas Cage stars as Nick Cage in an action comedy, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Creatively unfulfilled and facing financial ruin, the fictionalized version of Cage must accept a one million dollar offer to attend the birthday of a dangerous superfan, played by Pedro Pascal. Things take a wildly unexpected turn when Cage is recruited by a CIA, CIA operative, excuse me, played by Tiffany Haddish. She looked familiar, but I couldn't place her. Uh, yeah, she looked like maybe like a SNL writer yeah. or something. And forced to live up to his own legend, channeling his most iconic and beloved on-screen characters in order to save himself and his loved ones. With a career built for this very moment, the seminal award-winning actor must take on the role of a lifetime, Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great... That's, that's a really that's great it. description of it. And so, I, so I mentioned this before the episode. The first time I watched it, I didn't really realize what was happening in were the you movie. Guys, were you guys high when you watched it? I was no, high yesterday I when I watched dude. it, and I was paying attention and was blown away. Oh, because like like we said, it's like an inception of the movie as they're brainstorming it, so you don't really know like what you're watching. It was. Uh, so I mentioned because I've I've watched it twice since we yeah we did it and both times I was I was pretty baked but um I remember watching it and I described it to somebody and I was like the movie describes exactly what's going on 
as it's going on as it's going on like it's so trippy because all yeah. there's there's even like with the second watch because you i think you need to watch it again okay I get high and watch yeah. it again Wyatt, because there's there's little lines in there especially like where it's like oh yeah in the third act there should be this big thing like every little thing that they say about the script that pedro pascal and nick cage are writing mm-hmm. is describing exactly as the how the movie unfolds and then right. you get the big payoff in the end with like it being a movie the whole time. It being a, mo- the, a movie that they're watching at the premiere. It's so yeah. fucking beautiful. Oh, well, oh, and okay. and I also touch on this. They did, whether they meant to or not, they did the perfect job of um, an experience on recreational drugs. I can't imagine being on LSD and like like their LSD <clears throat> trip of of driving. Like that's that's probably not realistic because apparently. <laughs> On LSD, you shouldn't drive. I don't know, maybe, but well, that was because when their cage goes to jump in the car, and he's like, "I've never driven on acid." Right, you're a better driver than me. <laughs> you're <laughs> gone in sixty driver. seconds. I you did all your, you did all your own stuff. Oh my god! Um, but what, when the, when they're sitting there and they're they're brainstorming the idea, of, they're like, "Yeah, like what if this was like a paranoid scene?" And then Pedro was like, "Oh, yeah. oh shit! Did you see those guys look at me?" They they believed Dude, what they were brainstorming, I, and now they were in the moment. Like that that's a perfect recreational drug. I don't think I had identified with a scene in a movie ever as much as I did with that exact. When he scene. started fucking laughing, <laughs> well, when he, <laughs> when he, well, when they go, they look over and they're like, "Well, those guys." Like, how long have they been sitting there? They're like, are they looking at us right now? Like, I'm like, dude, if I was like two dabs in and I was sitting there on the stairs, like I would have had the exact same reaction. We'll we'll run on the count of three. One. You run. Dude, just get scared. That's something I would have taken off immediately. I love how they fucking like, they do the scene where they're getting over the wall and then like it's over and he like peeks around the corner and he's like, Mr. Cage? And and then they're standing there they look over and they're like, oh, there they are. And then they run off again. Yeah, they see I see, and that's one thing that I wanted to bring up was I, I I went through a period in my movie watching career where I stopped watching trailers. Okay. And they, that was a scene in the, like that comedy payoff of them, like do, going over the wall. There's no explanation in the trailer of what's actually going on. There's right. no, like they're not on LSD. They're doing this stuff, but that, that comedy bit mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, it's just a little half wall. Like that would have been such a better payoff if it weren't shown in the trailer. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. and, you don't get the whole context of what's. Yeah, because you, one, you don't have the context, and two, like, and I understand that for a trailer, you have to show those, yeah, some those, of the best those parts, spots yeah. where it's like it's going to be funny, like, oh, it's a sight gag, and it's got to do that. Yeah, but I just that fucking I watched that and I was like, it, this is great. Yeah. But it was ruined by the trailer. I love the uh, the moment where they're doing like the very first debrief and like Nick, they got like a close up of his face and you can tell that he's just totally into like what is going in his mind. And then the chick, the CIA girl is like, so what's really going on? He's like, I don't think you're guy, but this guy has a tremendous uh, description of story. He's like, and the scripts are flowing. <laughs> when he sends that text to her. And he's like on LSD. He's like, I'm on LSD right now. Like BRB. Yeah, BRB. He's like, this is what I had to do if you wanted this to happen. BRB. <laughs> so I okay. So I've got I've got all sorts of I got all sorts of notes. Okay. Um, first one. How about this? Do you, did a lime? What's your favorite line in the movie? Because it is just riddled with dude. It it has so much good shit. Um. With it's riddled with with uh, references to Nick Cage movies. It's riddled with right. good one liners. But I have my absolute all time favorite line in the entire movie. Let's and hear it. Both yeah. times I watched it, it, I died it was laughing. The same one. I right, died laughing. 
Paddington 2 is incredible. Pa- Pedro Pascal leads up and he goes, I fucking told you. <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting there watching. They're crying. Yeah. Yeah, and he's laying there on the couch and, he, and the cage is in tears. And he's just like, man, Paddington 2 is incredible. Pedro, yeah. I fucking <laughs> told you. I, like this, this was the type of movie that you really had to know like some Nick Cage. I don't know like if you know much Nick Cage stuff, but a lot of the no. references that they did were like deep yeah. Nick Cage you stuff. Some, and there was some stuff that I don't you understand. You had some Raising Arizona. You had, a, you had a lot mm-hmm. of face-off. Uh, what was some of the Raising... I love that movie. I don't think I caught any of that. Yeah, Raising Arizona is one of the Nick Cage movies that I'm not too familiar with, but I know they show scenes from it, and I don't know if he quotes it or not. Okay. But hmm. Face-Off, The Rock, and uh, Gone in 60 Seconds are three that are like See, I haven't highly seen referenced. any of those. What was, what was some of the 60-second references? Uh, the car. Like the the car scene where he's okay. like he's like I read you did all your own stunts and gone in sixty seconds okay. or whatever and like that's where he but thinks there wasn't he's a good like driver. an entendre later on or there, something I, I, maybe but I do love how they fucking back out of that spot right into the car and neither of them look back they're just like they respond <laughs> to that and then they go it was God it was great what uh what other movies or roles in movies where actors play themselves that you can think of the big one that comes to mind because we watched it is Neil Patrick Harris. Sure. Um, in, uh, Harold and Kumar. Yeah. There's the, um, I, I love the, I say I love, uh, I love Michael Sarah in This is the End because he plays a fictional coke addict of himself. That was awesome. And they're all, they're, they're all essentially yeah. playing themselves in that movie, right? Fictionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nick Cage in this is, it's interesting. We'll, we'll get into it, but yeah. he's playing himself, I'm, but he's yeah. kind of not playing himself. Right, right. Like, I, I'm sure that he's, he does. I'm sure there are moments in a professional actor's career much like his where he has felt like, hey, you know, this might be it. You know, so I'm sure that those moments do happen. But I love how he he emphasizes he puts emphasis on those things, you know, mm-hmm. and like how he's he doesn't give a fuck about his possible future ex-wife. He doesn't give a fuck about his daughter like he does towards the end. But, but like you can tell that he's just so fuck like the scripts or he doesn't give a fuck that this guy could be kidnapping the president's daughter or whatever. Right. He's like, he doesn't care. He's just into the fucking script. He's into his art. That's <laughs> admirable. So uh, there's a great podcast. Uh, Bill Simmons, who was like an ESPN guy. Mm-hmm. But uh He's got a podcast called The Rewatchables. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's essentially movies like like The Rock or these movies that you can go back and if they're on TV, you're going to sit or if you like sit through it, if you walk in and it's on, you're going to sit. You don't turn it off. You don't turn it off. Okay. So they have a category. They have a cat. They they do categories when they watch movies. And one of them is called the Apex Mountain where I've heard this before. They look at things where it's like this is at its Apex Mountain. Okay. So, for instance, like uh, the we'll go, we'll say The Rock or whatever. Like mm-hmm. Nick Cage was that his apex mountain when he was at gotcha. his peak of stardom, and then mm-hmm. afterwards it was just like yeah. it was like oh he did National Treasure or Gone in Six Seconds or picked up these random Netflix roles blah blah. blah. Yeah, yeah. Like what was the peak okay. of the oh. the thing? Like what do you, car what, what, do you think? what would? I mean, I grew up knowing him from National Treasure, so okay, that was my peak. But, but what this what I'm saying is like this movie. It's interesting because, like, as a movie star, mm-hmm. I don't think Nick Cage is, like, he was big late 90s, early yeah. 2000s. Right. Like, that's when, and then th- this movie plays on that because mm-hmm. he looks back on those roles and he's trying to find that next big, you're a movie star. Like, they kept, like, yeah. I think Neil Patrick Harris's character was like, no, you're a star, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you don't have to read. I don't yeah, want yeah. you to come in and read, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, where, but in reality, like, he's not, he's not the he's, star yeah, he, he once sounds, was. Right. And this movie, like is the path of somebody that it gave a great insight on like the path of someone who 
was was huge and had that moment. Yeah, and they're like trying to chase that moment. What 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 is your opinion about his apex? Like when he was at his biggest, In it was it was probably it was probably face off or the rock. Okay, and yeah, like that was what was the other one? Uh, Con Air. Con Air, yeah, because all those happen within a few years, I think. Well, that's probably factual, but what about your opinion as far as movies of his that you liked yourself? Oh, like uh, like a top five of whatever, like Nick Cage. For me personally, like it's gone in sixty seconds. Gone if 60 you mention seconds. if you mention Nick Cage, it's gone in sixty seconds. What what is that movie me? about? I haven't even seen that. You got to steal fifty cars. They got a the, um, what's what's the premise like uh, Nick so, Cage's little brother gets in trouble with like a uh, fucking so drug dealer Nick, or something. No, Nick Cage is a retired car thief. OK. And his little brother uses like his his kind of like uh, fucking stardom and his reputation to start stealing cars as well. So That's his right. his brother gets in trouble with this like big, big like gang leader or this big like mob boss or whatever. And so Nick Cage has to come out of retirement and do one more like night of stealing 50 cars. Yeah. Cause they're going nice. to kill his brother, and, which is, it's, it's a remake. Yeah. So it is a remake. Yeah. Gone to six, it was like from the sixties or something. So it's like an eighties, nineties. No, this is this probably is early 2000, yeah, 2000, oh, okay. 2001. Yeah. yeah. And it's a great that. movie. Uh, it's got, it's uh, so good. It's got, uh, uh, Angelina Jolie at her mm-hmm. dirtiest. <laughs> yeah. Like trashy dirty blonde dreads. Oh, it's great. Oh, but yeah, so oh, he's got to steal 50. So that's, that's my Nick Cage. Okay. That and and a little bit of the rock. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, um, for some reason, Family Man keeps popping into my head. I, I I watched that movie quite a bit. I thought it was fascinating to see this guy like, you know, switch places where where his life could have mm-hmm. ended up had he not like chased his career or whatever. I feel like that was that wasn't the apex, but it was for sure. Like, I feel like him and Mel Gibson were kind of on the same path where they like the secrets out they're both fucking crazy like after that movie came mm-hmm. out you know um so it was national treasure for you probably i mean I, yeah because jake and i grew up watching that movie because it was his popular. parents aren't gonna let him watch going on 60 seconds yeah. well and I then mean, we that's... watched raising arizona that's yeah. my favorite nick cage movie though oh, God. so i i think one of the big things i love i love about this movie is it nick cage got to play because those those four or five movies that we mentioned Mm-hmm. He's this eccentric, like, yeah, weird, just all over the spazzing, like, yeah. Uh, okay, let's go. Like, <laughs> like, just this weird. And so in this movie, he got to, like, play all those characters, especially whenever it was probably a motion capture thing that they mm-hmm. did for his, like, alternate ego. Oh, yeah, yeah. And for sure, CGI. You were, can, you yeah, can yeah, of course. Of yeah. That, yeah. But it was probably him doing it. Yeah. And he got to play it, like, he did that that was like oh man these are all I the characters was he was yeah. like back in the 80s and 90s i bet that was a fun process for him i say that i don't know he might have hated it it was he he wouldn't take the movie on if he if he hated the script though oh yeah there was something i i, I did like i didn't mean to cut you oh, off no, okay. I, I did i did like the uh you know when they jump off the cliff and then they're smoking weed on the rock and then they're <laughs> they're in the pool dude that the, and, the moment when pay- they smoke weed on the rock yeah. like is such a great like it brings the movie back down to earth yeah, because they're sitting there. and He's like, "Oh yeah, you got a daughter," and they're like, mm-hmm. "It's it's what you would be doing like after this crazy thing," and you're just sitting there chilling. Right. Like, I do like when they're in the pool, like drinking champagne, and Pedro's like, "Hey, have you like read the script?" And like, I, I don't know, maybe yet another social subconscious norm. Like, we just think that celebrities really aren't interested in doing that shit because for some reason, like, we're shown that they're not. But he was just so cool. Like after having this experience, he's, dude, I'll read it right now. And yeah. he emails mm-hmm. it to him, and like I thought that was really neat. Well, and and it's probably the constant barrage of 
of things. If, if you're a minor celebrity, yeah, yeah. you're likely constantly just inundated with people who are trying to like, right. Get to know you or, or be like, Oh, I, I've, I ran at him. I have to shoot my shot right now. Right. Right. Yeah. And that probably gets old. What were you going to say, Wyatt? I'm sorry. I cut you off. Uh, no, I was just going to say that his beard in the movie looked like it was like fake? stapled onto it his did, Yeah, it did look face. a little fake, but it may have just been a, been a well-manicured, because I don't remember a Nick Cage movie where he had a beard. Yeah, Con Air, he, he may have had one yeah. at one point. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I, well, he had, he had that long hair. He had that, that, long, that long hair. Don't cover that redneck, son. Dude. <laughs> uh, so oh, there shit. was a line in the movie that like I stopped. I think I had to pause it and be like, damn, this was great. They were talking okay. about how uh, they're writing their... I don't know if Nick, I think Nick Cage mentioned it. I don't know if he was with Pedro Pascal, but mm-hmm. he was talking about how popular movies, marketing, he's like, you know, because now it's all Star Wars and Marvel sure, and all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, you know, because that's kind of what's taking over everything. You know, this is going to be like a character driven. Give him a little pet, dude. This is going to be like a, this is going to be like a character driven adult comic because now it's all, you know, Star mm-hmm. Wars and Marvel and everything. I'm like, damn, this is like, I'm, ex-, it was this like out of body kind of thing where I'm yeah. watching this movie. I'm like, they're right. Yeah. Because like, the only time I go to the theater is to see like a Marvel or Star yeah. like yeah some big blockbuster. I love how the CIA agent, a CIA agent, wants him to penetrate like uh, like the thought process through the script brainstorming. So he, she's like, "Why don't you introduce like a female being kidnapped or whatever, so they can maybe that'll get his head rolling to like go check on the kidnapped girl, even though oh, that's not and true." Then that, and then it cuts to like the the shotgun scene where they're shooting trap. <laughs> Give me the gun. And it's just like, it's like, and the, the whole movie was, was so meta. I think that was the big thing is like, it was so meta that it was like, it's like, man, this is a trip. Like, yeah. This, and that's why like, I didn't realize that until the second time I watched it, dude. It, and yeah. it like, it's be, it, it recognizes itself until like the big twist ending. Well, not twist ending, I guess, but whenever it cuts to like Demi Moore, playing his wife and like all this oh, yeah. at the end with the knife throw and they're on the yeah. set. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then my, there's like little subtle things in there because that shot of, uh, the last scene when she throws that knife to him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like all those guards come in and there's the big like boom shot. Yeah. Coming out. It's straight out of a Jerry Bruckheimer late nineties. Okay. Like the rock transformers kind of thing where it's this it's real epic and the american flags waving like it was all done so purposefully yeah because it's like oh this is the movie being shot yeah this ridiculous nick cage action film being shot and it was it was so good just the little things in there i would so rather see a movie like that where hollywood can stretch their muscle of things that they've done before but in that concept versus a fucking remake, we don't need another yeah. Spider-Man. And, and, need another and they Spider-Man. made fun of themselves, too. Yeah. Like, uh, do you remember when the, the, the first twist was introduced where Pedro Pascal is talking with his cousin and you find out that his cousin is actually like the head of the, the crime yeah, yeah. family. And it's not yeah. him. Right. There's a box of Kellogg's. <laughs> Sitting there, plain, fruit, fruit loops, fruit loop, yeah, with, yeah. Ke- with Kellogg's written big on it, like sitting right there, like product <laughs> placement, like blatant, <laughs> yeah. blatant product. Like it that was, was good, purposefully done, yeah, because they kept mentioning it a few times, like oh the fruit loops, yeah, you know, and it was it was it was <laughs> that little thing. Loops. Have some fruit loops, yeah. It was it was that little <laughs> thing where it's like that, and then uh, they were running around in their shoes when they made the big point about swapping shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the Jeep or whatever. Yeah, and they're running yeah. around and they're like, there's no arch support and all this stuff. Like, and that's, <laughs> like that's another comment on like, for instance, uh, the, Dude, when they, I, 
I didn't get any of yeah, that. Yeah, when That's they brought cool. okay, so when they brought back Jurassic Park and they did the mm-hmm. first Jurassic World. Okay. So there was that big controversy of uh what's her name? Uh the redheaded chick. Oh, I don't know. Uh, running from the T Rex. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone? No, not Emma Stone. But uh but she's running from the T Rex and she's in like fucking three inch heels or something. Mm-hmm. And the, there was this big thing that was like, you would never be able to full sprint, blah, blah, blah. Like, right. But it's like, oh, it's a movie. Like, it doesn't really matter. And then this yeah, yeah. movie, like, almost pokes fun at that. Where it's like, how do you move in these? Like, there's no <laughs> arm support. And it's yeah. like, and there's all these, like, awesome little meta. What do you, like, what do you, what do you mean by meta? What do you mean by that? So it's like aware of itself. Got it. So yeah, meta, meta, okay. meta meaning that it, it's, yeah, it, it's like cyclical. Like it knows what it is and it's commenting on it. Got it. Okay. So I, I guess I'm, I'm like in recent history, meta in my mind is like Facebook. No, like, like a gun that works really well on call of duty. Oh, that's the meta. meta. Yeah. Like the, like the thing everybody's using or whatever. Like, but this is like, it's, it's just, it's, it, it's aware of what it is. Gotcha. And they do a really, really great job. They do a really good job in this film. So it was a, it was a double, tw- was it a double twist? Was it a triple twist? There were twists left and right. Because there, there's the reveal, <laughs> because there's a reveal of Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Not being the boss. Right. Like yeah. him just him kind of being involved, but then like kind of not. There's, I love the vault that he has of like all the yeah. all Nicholas the Nick Cage. Cage. I, I, think, I think that's my favorite quote whenever he's like, he's like, how much you pay for this? And five grand. Like, I give you 20. And he goes, this is not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for sale. And like you, the pillow or whatever. Yeah. He's and like, this I, is weird. Cause I forget. I thought I had read something that like Nick Cage had like bought everybody on the set, like a pillow or something with his face on it for some movie. Mm-hmm. And I think there were all these little references in there. Like it was just this. Because when he was breaking yeah. into their like uh, security room, the mouse pad just I, full of Nick Nick's Cage's face. See, on. I didn't even see. I, didn't even <laughs> I got see that him. exact pillow for my drug dealer for his birthday. A Nick Cage pillow, mm-hmm. the Dude. one where you can remove the face. Or yeah, whatever. and yeah. it's it's really? just mm-hmm. man, and like never got me one. It, and I it was a re- <laughs> it was a really I'm great sure moment whenever Nick Cage like kind of the switch the switch is like they flip a switch in him, and he's like, I kind of like this this spying stuff, you know, I'm, I think I'm kind of good at it where he right. like, he goes into actor mode and he treats it like a role. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, well, we need to do something else. And, no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. I dude. And this is something I read about, uh, Nick cage. He, they interviewed about him and he said that, uh, for this movie or just in recent, uh, for this movie. Okay. That he would probably never watch the movie because the idea of going meta and playing a quote, unquote surreal surrealistic version of himself and a quote unquote surrealistic version of interpretation of a younger version of himself going head to head just uh might be too much psychologically invasive wow. for him that's fascinating to me because i don't think as a musician i could i could create a song and never hear it again because i have to replay it mm. you know what i mean but if you're if you're making a song that is a serious song that's making fun of yourself mm-hmm. and like your path to get there. And, and then you like as a yeah. like stripped down emotional individual, yeah, you're right. It's, it's different. And then you're sitting in like a crowd of like 500 people and it's like, all right, play the song. And you're just like, <laughs> like, you just that's have to sit me. there and listen to it and experience it. Wow. It would be, I don't know. That would be weird. What, what, what if that was a stipulation and Nick's like, 
contract. He's like, I will sit at the premiere in the actual film, but it has to be the end of the movie because I don't want to see it. And I, I wonder if like with because uh, Pedro Pascal comes in at the end of the movie. and He's like, I couldn't watch it. I'm too nervous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, that's a little play on like the idea that Nick Cage had or his feelings. Oh, like, yeah, he couldn't watch it. I rented wow. it. I couldn't find it for free. You were right. I had to rent it off Amazon. I rent. I had to rent it twice, bud. <laughs> I'm not doing that. But <sighs> we're all making sacrifices. Like when you move the mouse, it would give like a little description. And, yeah, it, yeah. and I read like just a paragraph and it said that he wasn't originally going to accept the movie. Because like you said, he didn't want to play himself. But something I forget the director's name sent him like a really nice letter or something about the script and sent it over and he okay. changed. I'm mind. so glad he did. It's awesome. Because he, can you imagine if this movie didn't exist? Well, it really suck. It would suck, but well, if I had never seen it, it wouldn't matter. But now that I've it seen it, suck. I've seen it and I understand that like, this is this, I, I think I said to you guys this a little while ago, but this is probably one of the most unique creative films I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and along the lines of well, that line where it's like, oh, it's all Marvel and Star Wars and everything now. Like, well, and it's about, I, th- I think why, why, why I had uh, an idea that it would make for a, a good Brover movie is because it's about a bro ship. Mm-hmm. I fucking a told bromance. you. I fucking told you. Dude. Paddington 2. I wonder how they even arrived on Paddington. Is that a movie about a bear? Yeah. I've never I, seen Does that. Paddington 2 even exist? I don't know. I've never Because I know Paddington exists, but I don't know if they made a fucking sequel to it. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it might what, get what if they did it, dude? And what is this? Is something that that drove me insane? Is there's a trope of like his his ex wife or whatever bitching about him always working mm-hmm. and like, oh, you're always chasing your next role and like you need to spend time while they're in this like gigantic beautiful house that mm. he, his career has yeah, paid for. 2017, okay, that his career is paid for that gets cleaned by somebody he pays for. That's all off of like his career. And mm-hmm. all there's like that trope of like you're always working, and they live in this just beautiful, yeah. drive beautiful cars, beautiful house, and it's like, okay, what do you want me to do? You like you want to live in squalor? Yeah, and I don't work. Is that the? But I understand that yeah, yeah. to drive the story along, you have to have that conflict. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was one of the things that was fascinating to me. It's like he can't, um, like his Nick Cage brand can't afford to pay a six hundred thousand dollar hotel bill. It's like I feel like his residuals like should be more than that, dude. There was, uh, it was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's I, a big hotel bill. Well, still. I think, yeah. I think Kevin Bacon went like borderline bankrupt. Okay, uh, I think he was part of the Bernie the Bernie Madoff thing. Really? Yeah. Where uh, bummer. It was. It was like some sort of his, swindled out of basically his entire career money that's a lot of money that is wild and so it happened because like that was one of those like apex mount things where like he made all that money back Mm -hmm. in the 90s with this where he was a like a household star Mm -hmm. kevin bacon well i'm talking about nick cage now but okay yeah where he was a household star with these huge movies that he did and we'll always remember nick cage but then it's like sure but it's like, well, you're not doing anything now except for like these weird Netflix movies or these mm-hmm. low budget whatevers. What, what is what is he doing on Netflix? I think he I think he went through a period where he was doing these like weird action movies where he okay. just he just played probably I, the same character. I guess I just never heard of those because I haven't really heard of Nick Cage's. I haven't heard about him since I saw I started seeing like TikToks of the yeah you know, them going, driving up the cliff then, or whatever. He's going through his Liam Neeson stage. It, yeah, and that's where this yeah. like. This movie is so perfect, and they captured the perfect celebrity to do it with. Yeah. Because of... And, it, dude, I just recently watched Face Off. That movie is bonkers. <laughs> have you ever... Have you, uh-uh, I haven't seen that Go either. watch Face Off. Is that 90s? It's... Yeah, it's... Ni- it's it's 
Nicholas Cage. It'll blow your face off. It's Nicholas Cage <laughs> and John Travolta. And they switch. Nice. That they is a good movie. They switch faces. Yeah, but 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 like it, it that. Well, what's what's the what's the fucking right. caveat? Like they didn't mean to. It was like uh, somebody fucked up at the hospital or some shit. Uh, no, they meant to at one point. Well, they meant to put because Nick Cage was the insane criminal. John Travolta was the 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 agent who was going after him. So they captured Nick Cage, and then John Travolta had to like infiltrate somebody ah. being being nick cage to get the information to deactivate a bomb but then they t- they removed <laughs> this is great they removed nick cage's face mm-hmm. and they left him bandaged unconscious in the hospital and john travolta went off as nick cage well that's right nick cage wakes up without a face and then Takes forces a doctor to, to take john travolta's face and it's awesome because so john travolta is playing nick cage playing himself yeah like yeah. you want to talk another meta movie that's another great one. Yeah, face off. Face off. Because you because John Travolta has to play a character that Nick Cage played as himself as John yeah. Travolta. Yeah, dude, and it's, not, it's not elementary shit either. He's got to go into like a real bad prison and, and act like and Nick Cage really? with, with okay. these like magnetic boots that I totally forgot about. It's just yeah. like dude, weird. It's, it's a weird movie, but it's really great because you see those two actors playing each other. Yeah, playing characters. Does, does this happen to you? Like, like it happened to me yesterday. Like, I'm so. It's like modern technology times where, like, I'm sitting. Like, if I'm watching The Office, usually I'm playing like poker on my phone or like. Yeah, you kinda, got something. You're doing. Yeah, yeah. And, and yesterday I was so high. I'm like, all right, cool. I watched like the first, you know, forty percent of the Nick Cage movie, just dedicated to it. And I think that's why I realized I missed so much shit. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you do that, Drew? Like, are uh, you- I try if I if it's something I haven't seen, you try to d- give it a hundred. I'll try to give it a hundred percent, right? But there'll be a time where, especially as the the uh, the buzz of the weed ebb and flows, mm-hmm. it'll be like I'll be really into something, mm-hmm. and then I'll start to like my my attention will wane. And yeah. I'll do something else, but then I'll try to get right back into it. But this movie, I tried to give a hundred percent both times I watched it. Okay. Right on. Well, good for you, man. And it was 100% on, and 200 percent's a lot of proof. And it was fucking <laughs> glorious. Yeah. I, why, I suggest watching it again. I need to watch it under the influence. I watched it sober. Watch it again because you, when did you rent it? Did you rent it last night? Today. Today. Yeah. So Today. you've it's got it. You've got like 40 more hours until it expires. Just rewatch it again tomorrow. Don't tell me what to do. Do okay, you guys, sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Do you guys have a like white, a white club? <laughs> white club. Do you guys have a favorite scene in the movie? Um, Something like at a Brover would be like be like this is fucking beautiful. I feel like a lot of the comedy for me took place like in the in the forefront of the film. Like a lot of like you know, the, I love that part where they're fucking on asses. Like oh, they just, those guys are looking at us. Like that's I, that's probably the whole my favorite car part. driving. Yeah, the whole car driving yeah. scene. Uh, the the gunfight in the end when yeah. they like pull guns on each other. Yeah, and. Pulls, I don't want to kill you. He pulls the face off. I love he, you. He whips him out. Yeah, just their their whole bromance. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, when his fucking wife like dressed him up as like the fucking Sergio oh, or whatever. <laughs> oh, <Sergio. laughs> he like walks in with like this fucking like, weird. It's not even a swagger. It's like a. <laughs> he comes in and he's the big nose, and, and his wife like steps up, and like, it really doesn't look like Nick Cage. You look at him in the eyes, it's like, oh, that's Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that 
his mouth, like the bottom part of his mouth. Is <laughs> I, they're, they're doing the scene and he's ripping the fucking makeup off his face like while he's on the ground. That was pretty good. Dude, I, oh man. Yeah, I, I think the LSD car chase. Yeah, that's... <laughs> dude, that one's so good. I love how Pedro gets in, close the door. He's like, I read that you did all your own stunts. Let's go! <laughs> Just even leading into that, he's like, I say we take it to the next level. Nick Cage is like, oh, all right, fuck it. Yeah, he like he goes, sticks his tongue out, <laughs> puts a little drop on there, and they're there, and they have that. Yeah. Then you get the meme scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dr- yeah. Dude, it's so good. The smiling. Yeah, the I was meme, wondering what the that meme was scene. Good. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Dude, what a great dynamic! Like Pascal or Pedro, he's he's on like fucking cloud nine. Yeah, he's, he's hanging like, out with his favorite actor. Yeah, and and then Nick Cage is like, "Why the <laughs> fuck am I here?" And he like looks over at him. <laughs> that's so. Good. I just I love I love the slow reveal of Pedro Pascal not being the bad guy and how they do it and how he's just ashamed of his like love for Nick Cage. Yeah. But they do it in a way that is like, well, especially that scene yeah. dude, when I first watched the scene where he's standing in front of that door uh-huh. and he's like, I need to see what's open this door. I need to see what's inside. Yeah. And Pedro Pascal gets like super serious and he walks into me. He's like, you need to know that like, you're going to look at me differently yeah. when I open this door. And I'm like, right. oh, fuck. I'm like, that That president's daughter's in there. Yeah. Right. And it just gets super serious. And, like, I was I'm watching it. I'm like, man, if I was, well, I am high. But if, like, if that was me standing right there, I'd be like, I would be so freaked out. And, like, I admire Nick Cage's, yeah. like, I need to see what's behind this. I'm like, right. he's a goddamn hero on LSD. He's a hero. And he opens it up, and it's just that na- that subtle national treasure poster in the back. And I'm like, well, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Something's off here. Did the Egan's put that there? <laughs> Is this Wyatt's cave? Wow. I don't know. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Would you, like, we out, of 10, out of 10 for a movie? For a movie? Yeah. This is a good movie. Yeah. For a movie, I... I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm indifferent, because I feel like no movie deserves a 10... But if there was a movie that did, this would this would be up there. I like, agree. I yeah. feel like for quality, it's just, it, it's fucking perfect. The, the dynamic, how they made fun of themselves, the meta, like, the timing, the, the timing. timing. Like it's this movie couldn't have been made ten years ago. This movie can't yeah. be made ten years from now. Right. Like, this is the perfect time for this movie to come. Like this. Yeah. This movie cannot be replicated. It was it was finessed really well. Finesse. Like e- even even out of the things that they couldn't finesse themselves, like the timing when mm-hmm. it came out and everything, like it's uh, I gotta say nine point eight, bro, dude. Yeah, I went ten. Mm. I went ten because this is a ten wow. movie for me. All right, let's go ten. This is, I'm gonna go ten. This is the highest rated this is, movie. I think this is one of. I will say this is arguably one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. This movie is so good that I think we should make our own reel of doing the driving look, where one of us looks at each other and then. Uh, it just <laughs> Wyatt. I mean, you watched it once and you were sober. Seven out of ten right now. Seven okay. out of ten sober. But if yeah. I watch it again, you got to watch it again before it expires, or just okay. spend another four bucks after it expires. You'd let the second time like the world Dude, opens. That's up. That's a lot of money, man. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking. That's not Amazon money, bro. No, you're right. I want to watch it. And well, yeah, here's yeah. here's the thing for it. you, Wyatt. Like you're a slightly different generation with us because you're you mentioned yeah. earlier about National Treasure being your Nick Cage. Yeah, mm-hmm. like for Bab and I, it was gone gone in sixty seconds. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw The Rock, Con Air, yeah, Face Off, like Face Off, Con Air, ridicu- like where Nick Cage is at his Nick Cageiest, right? Yeah, and this movie is like just going back like to leather jackets and shit, like where he's just outrageous. 
over the top ridiculous like that the side care his like alternate personality that he makes out with like, oh, that's, yeah. a, that's <laughs> yeah. essentially like his what what, what what character is that who is that yeah, i don't think it's a specific character it's like an alternate it's kind of like a i think it's like an, a conglomeration of i think it's like a conglomeration of like the time period and like nick cage ah uh, okay being, so that might like, have been like him like, just like, as like a, the height of his ego yeah tell him nick cage gotcha. is a good kisser just the, the, all that and i just yeah so <laughs> that's what he said so this i think this movie has a specific target audience okay and i think we fit into that target audience the people who grew up with nick cage as yeah. those outrageous over-the-top stars isn't it interesting being like one of the main like possibly the main generation that is being marketed to it's right great now? i love it yeah i love it because it's like finally fucking finally yeah it's like this yeah somebody (laughs) like there are there are people there are people that made it to the top of the ranks in hollywood and wrote a movie yeah and they're us like they're like yeah they they recognize the ridiculousness of this actor and this these characters that he played right and they wrote a movie around it not just a movie where he plays another one of those characters right but he kind of does and he gets to play all of them and we get a big payoff so good so in regards Mm. to a brover film What'd you put, Drew? So, this is where the points fall off, eh? Yeah, this is eh. like it's like a for because I was taking into account like us, the three of us, and the generational, just a minor generational gap. Mm-hmm. It's like a six or seven. Yeah. Well, plus th- this is a film that you truly like. We like, have to we have to sit and focus on. We got to sit and focus on it, and. In my case, I really didn't understand it till the second time I watched it. So that's two Brovers right now. We haven't had one this year yet. Yeah. So it because it's it's five. So, to, I mean, this could be a two year process because it's like five to five yeah. to six point five ish. Like yeah. it's great. Like I agree with you. Where if we were to watch it, and like where if as long as we've all seen it a few times, yeah, and we give it time before it's watched again, it would make a good one. I think we need to keep that in our back pockets then because uh, it would be it would be fucking insane to have some fucking Drew Werther commentary after we know it like the back of our hands. And like, I just, yeah, it's just, I fucking told you like that's <laughs> I, I fucking told you. I love that. Like they're just watching pa- the, the, the absurdity of that scene where they're watching padding fucking bear. Like they've it, they fucking like they've wrecked a car on LSD. They've run yeah. around the town. They're hammered. <laughs> and like they sit there and they watch a 90 minute feature. I don't they're know how long still being chased. They're still and <laughs> they're watching Paddington Two, And he's just like Paddington Two was incredible. And he gets up and he's like, I fucking told you. And it's just this bonding moment. Like it was that mid bond right before they climb into the pool with each other. The scripts are flowing. <laughs> I just. Yeah, so it's right there. At like, a, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think I, I, I'll say six. I, I think six for. I think six for bro. Well, see, see, here's the thing. Like, what did you give it a five, five, six, five, five, six, yeah, five, six, five. I think, I think it would be, I'd give it a four for a Brover film because I'm not you and I have the luxury of having you commenting funny shit or even the wow. references of like, oh, yeah. that's a blah, blah, blah. Like that was from the rock. And that was, well, well that, but you know, but like the, the first, the first time, like we fucking like watch Spider-Man and you were just fucking on it. Like, I, f- I feel like it wouldn't have been that funny if you like, if to me, it wouldn't have been that funny had I not been like who you're, you know, your audience in that moment. Like, so, you know, you see what I mean? Like yeah. you're, you, you don't get that experience. And that's, and that's one of the reasons why this is a little bit lower on the Brover th- mm-hmm. score for me is there's not. I don't think there's an opportunity for quality. It's such a great movie. Yeah, 
that I just don't think like we talked about with Spider-Man and with Daredevil, yeah. mm-hmm. these movies that take themselves seriously. Sure. <laughs> they are prime. God, Daredevil. I fucking forgot about that movie. <laughs> it's just, okay. I think enough time has passed where I can re- respect how fucking stupid it is. Yes. He smells, oh my God. he smells Jennifer Garner. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Ben Affleck, dude. I can't stand it. And that it's movie so is fucking, fucking lame. Perfect. And John Favreau is the only thing that whips that that movie to shit. <laughs> that movie would not fly today, man. No it's so, not with his comments, it's so good. <laughs> All right, so why you've seen it once? Well, you, you think she's you actually, blind guys? <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Uh, so you've seen it once and you were sober. Five out of ten, Brover movie. Why? Why'd you go middle? Because mm, I think it's probably a better movie than a seven out of ten, like on its own. And I I do agree. The, the commentary would be <clears throat> really good, especially if I see it one more time before we all watch it at the next Brover. Boba. I think it'll, it could go either way. Boba? Yeah, so Bulba. it's, it's right down the middle. I mean, that's, yeah. Well, if, what a fucking great film. Hats off, Nick Cage. I think we need to start discussing our next Brover. Okay. But yeah, we can do that, uh. Off mic. I mean, it off. It's just on the record. Mic. Well, Man, shit. Now I kind of want to watch the movie again. Yeah, right? I fucking told you. <laughs> Dude, I, I will always remember that line. There are a few things that I will always remember, and that's one of them. Let me ask you this, Drew, because you're, I think you're, you're, you're probably, out of all three of us, you're probably the one that's still close with you, like your childhood friends. Or, uh, uh, you, you know, what is that noise? They're like a. Or like a fucking truck outside. Maybe oh. a week. I have the windows open for the first time, uh, and that's why there's a lot of background um, noise. But anyway, Drew, are there movies that we watch for Brovercast review that you refer to your buddies like, dude, you got to watch this movie? Uh, this was one of them. Like Daredevil. This was one of them. Yeah, this was one of them. Daredevil. I think is. I think every movie we've seen, we've done. I've like I've seen, and it has has been. Yeah. Well, because like Grind was like what your friend group Grind. Movie. Yeah, Grind was like a high school like mm, yeah, that yeah. was shown to me. And it was like you got to watch this. Yeah. And I'm like, this is fucking beautiful. Sweet that was Lou a good movie. cleans no man's poop. So out of out of your <laughs> big group of friends, like uh, like you got Mike, who's married, no kids, no kids. He's so he's he still has a little bit of free time to like watch this. Shit. Yeah, him and I actually watch this together. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. And then what about uh, what about um, Wit? How how's he doing? By the way, man, we haven't talked. I'm not sure. He's he's okay. He's healing. Is he back in Missouri? Uh, he's in Kansas City. Yeah. Is he is he healing from the couple, the weird couple that he lived with, no, or whatever? Just, he's just just life. He's just dealing with stuff. Just yeah. life. Okay. Yeah, we he's exchange we guy. exchange emails every once in a while, but it's been yeah. See, that's cool. I like that you guys are still in. in so my, my best childhood friend, uh, Chris, we're, we're not really like we're not really friends anymore. Like we're friends. Like if I see him, we're friends, you know, but like I reached out to him. I, I don't want to like spread out his dirty laundry, but he's going through something extremely heavy right now, like uh, a possible from what I understood, like a, a split with his spouse and some substances involved. And it's it just it from last time I heard from him, it just doesn't sound that good. But, but like, because that was kind of my experience, like through high school while he was the safe Haven. Like, I feel like revisiting that now in my, like I'll always be his buddy. Like I'm there for him, but I just admire how you remain close with your buddies. Right. Even whether it's, you know, yahoo.com email or whatever. Yeah. What's your email address? Are you at uh, Mac.com or are you, 
you're, he, you're at me.com, at right? Me. And that, that's an Apple thing. Yeah. You Gmail? Yeah, I'm a Gmail. I'm Gmail. Yeah. Oh, gross. I'm <laughs> I, wasn't me.com only offered to like Apple users when it came Something out? like that. Yeah. yeah. We, we couldn't well, have me.com. I do have a me. Five. Yeah, I do have a me. It's, do you? Yeah. It's, it's tight dryer at me.com. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Seriously? I've been offered. The, I've been off. They've been trying to buy wow. that off me for a long time. Are you going to parrots? What's your what's your uh, what, what what's your email address? No, it's <laughs> wegan ninety five at me dot com. What are you right? doing? What's man? your uh, what's the Dude, who gives a shit? It's not like people can hack them. My email address is kevinbadmusic at gmail dot com. We need we need to give <laughs> that's your business, yeah. Listeners, I don't want the opportunity to reach out to, to contact us. me. Yeah, but I, email all my shits uh, behind a two factor authentication wall. So yeah, so is mine. Like I'm not worried about my shit being taken. I just want to hear from the listeners. Yeah, what what are those? Was this movie good? This what is mo- your favorite Nick Cage movie? <laughs> dude, I think I please email us. Dude, I, I think please I think we should do uh I think we should either do The Rock or Con Air as a Brover film to just to like So not even review it, just to do it as a Brover film. No, to we should review it. Like after watching this oh. and like just getting Nick Cage at probably one of his finest, like intricate roles. Mm-hmm. Let's go back and watch one of the, at his height. At his height. Yeah. And I bet one of those, I bet those movies would make great bro. I bet those, I bet the the overall movie rating would be down, but the Brover score would be significantly Super high. Yeah, yeah. Super high. Cause I, I think, um, I think the rock would be one of those fraught with, uh, with commentary opportunity. Every movies. time you say the rock, I just keep thinking of Dwayne. Yeah. But dude, this is a very Sean Connery. I don't think he was Nicholas Cage. I don't think he was around yet back then. The Rock. Sean Connery, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, it's a the the Rock. The Rock. Can you give me a premise real quick? Because I know about the movie, but I'm like, so uh, the closed prison Alcatraz is uh, ends up being infiltrated by like this splinter terrorist group. Wow! And they have biologic. They have this like super powerful biological weapon. Uh, it's a, a weapon. Yeah, Sean Connery's character was the only prisoner to escape from Alcatraz. And so Nick Cage, I think he's an FBI agent. Okay, so Nick, Nick Cage is the good guy. Yeah, has to partner with Sean Connery. The bad guy. Well, he's not the main. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's not the main. What is that? What am I looking at? That's a shot from a screenshot from The Rock. Okay. What? Okay. Uh, uh, so, and those, those green strands actually are in... Uh, uh, the inc- the unbearable weight of massive talent oh, in the it? vault. Yeah, because oh, he picks okay, him up yeah. and he says a line from The Rock. But oh. uh, so <laughs> so yeah, Nick Cage has to work with uh, Sean Connery to break into Alcatraz to stop all the terrorists, and it cool. is fucking magnificent. Really? Yeah, I mean it's absurd. It's over the top. It's bonkers. Michael Bay. Mike. That's Michael right. Michael Bay, Bay is who. Not Jerry Michael Bay. but Michael Bay. Yeah, and just like the shot at the end of The Unbearable Weight, like where the, it's all America and the flag and everything, that is straight out of a Michael Bay movie. And it is, wow. th- that is the, it's one of the most Michael Bay movies of Michael Bay. <laughs> really? Michael Bay. Yeah, you'll what, see. What's Michael, Transformers? Transformers. Okay, yeah. got it. Uh, but there are these weird, big, like, just, you know, because everything's got to look beautiful and there's got to be a little sunrise through and the wind's blowing perfectly and it's epic. Yeah, that's Michael Bay. Wow. Well, why don't you give us our uh, our outro there, Mr. Drew? I will. Uh, no, Wyatt, do you have anything else just about the movie? No, sh- I mean, you're going to watch it again, right? Keep a lookout on uh, on Beaters Club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be- be- coming, coming soon to a city near you. White Beaters. 
wife beaters, but white. Yeah, Wyatt's wearing a fucking <laughs> Dominic Toretto wife beater right Toretto! now. Toretto! <laughs> well, they came thank, to my house. Thanks for tuning in to Brovercast. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording. If you haven't already, true, enjoyed it. if you haven't already, uh, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review to let us know what you think. Five stars, five for five. We're, well, we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, by the way. Oh, and here's a new here's a new uh, out, outro line here. And as always, keep on broving, broving, Ooh. broving. Yeah, it says keep on broving, broving. Yeah, that's I like to brove it, brove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep on broving, keep on broving. So yeah, we'll see you next time in the Brovercast. Bro on.